Be confident, be bold, be authentic, but don't forget to take action. This is Ordinary to Badass, where our stories empower women to step into the spotlight of their own lives and pursue what they're truly passionate about. It's time to step into the arena and become more than just extraordinary. It's time to become a badass with your host, Marie Sonneman. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass, episode number 11. This episode is a solo episode, so you'll be hearing from me. In it, I talk about how I found my passion, different ways that you can find yours, and I give you a little bit of a backstory about how Ordinary to Badass came to be. Tune in because I think you'll really enjoy it. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass. Whether you're ordinary or badass, I'm glad you're here. Today is going to be a special solo episode. This is really the first solo episode that I've done since we've started the show. I mean, I did the little intro episode, but this will be the first episode where we do a deep dive into a topic. So before we get into it, I wanted to tell you a little bit about our Facebook group. The Ordinary to Badass Facebook group is a place where you can go to be around other women and guys who are supportive of badass women in their lives, Um, but to be around other women who are pursuing a life that they are passionate about, to perfecting their badassery or starting on a journey of being a badass. But I think that it's helpful to be around other people who are going on a journey, pursuing more, um, not just going along with the status quo in life. And that's really why we have the Ordinary to Badass Facebook group, is so that you can be around other people who are also pushing themselves. I know for me, my life, I didn't feel like I had a lot of people that were pursuing more. That's why I started Ordinary to Badass. And it's also why I joined a mastermind group is because I wanted to be around people who just had a thirst for knowledge or wanted more, wanted to do something that they're passionate about, wanted to do something that they loved or that they could, you know, pour their heart into. But in my circle, I didn't really know anybody that was doing that. So I wanted to create it myself. If you don't have a group of like-minded people around you, create it yourself. Find it yourself. Go out and look for it. Maybe it might not be within five minutes of you, but it might be 15 minutes from you, 20 minutes from you. But you can create that environment on your own. Prior to doing the Mastermind Group and Toastmasters, I kind of felt like I was on an island on my own. Like, I was wanting to do all these things, but I was the unicorn. Um, or the redheaded stepchild, however you want to put it. (laughs) I'll just choose to think of it as unicorn because that's better. Who doesn't want to be a unicorn, right? So yeah, I really would love for you to join the Ordinary to Badass community and or Facebook group just so that you can be around other people who are pursuing more. It doesn't matter where you are on your journey to be a badass. 
but I think that that community can really be helpful for you. So definitely go and check it out. And then also, as we do these podcast episodes, there's a show notes page. And that show notes page talks about each episode individually and what was said during those episodes and what the takeaways are from each episode. And I think that those are those are pretty helpful. And also, if you hear something that you like during an episode, I would love for you to pop over there and say what it was. You can also communicate with the person who is on the show. A lot of times the person who is on the show will go onto that page and they will comment. So if you want to if you have something you want to share with them, feel free to go on to our ordinarytobadass.com or ordinarytobadass.com slash podcast and talk with the person who is on the episode. Give them some feedback. Give them some love. Or as always, you can screenshot and send it to me and whoever the guest is on Instagram. Mine is at ordinarytobadass. And let us know what you thought of the episode or what resonated with you, what didn't. Uh, feedback is always great. You know, we're putting out this content and... I don't know whether you like it or not. So it's always good to hear, you know, feedback, what helped you, what didn't help you. So yeah, definitely go on to the show notes page, ordinarytobadass.com slash podcast, or hit me up on Instagram at ordinarytobadass. I would love to hear from you. So today I wanted to talk about passion, this elusive thing of how do you find your passion? It seems like it's romanticized a little bit or... Like everybody has one true calling, one true passion, and it all left me a little bit frustrated. Probably about four, five, six years ago, I was trying to figure out what my passion was. I was, well, let me tell you, before I tried to figure out what my passion was, I was lazy as all get out. I just wasn't doing anything. I would go to work and come home from work only to sit down and watch hours of television. That's no fun. I mean, you just get sucked into TV, into the drama, but it doesn't really have any effect on your life, right? It's, it's not moving the needle forward. It's not doing anything to learn, to grow, anything like that. So yeah, I would literally come up from work and watch television for hours. So I don't know where the urge came from, what you know, flipped a switch, but I wanted to learn. And I couldn't find enough information, enough knowledge. And you know, maybe part of it was watching Super Soul Sunday. If you don't know what that is, it's Oprah Winfrey show on OWN. And I was watching it and then I kind of got addicted. It was on a marathon. And I just started thinking like, why am I not pursuing more? Why am I okay with nothing? Like, I'm not doing anything with my life. I'm not helping anybody. So, of course, I had to be inspired by a TV show, right? <laughs> but that was one of the things that was definitely helpful in my journey. So I started reading a ton of books all about passion. Like, how do you find your passion? And I would answer the questions about, about where your passions intersect. Like, write down all your passions or all the things you want to learn about or know about. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And I would try to do like that little Venn diagram, which with the circles to see where all my passions and interests intersect or knowledge and experience that you have, you include that too. I did that and I put them all 
I wrote them all down and tried to figure it out. And like, what does that mean for me? What does that mean I would be good at doing or that I would really love? And I just fell short. I couldn't figure out what it was that I wanted to do or that would light me up or spark my passion. I just left me feeling like, ugh, I don't know. Like, what do I do? So I did that for quite a while, and I would say that it was frustrating. Like, I kept learning, but I just didn't know what to do. Now, the downside of that was that I didn't take any time to take action. Like, I was just reading and writing stuff down and not really able to figure out how everything intersected or what it meant for me or what I would be good at. But the bad thing is I, I didn't take action on it. So say you love martial art, but you're not doing martial art, or you've always been interested in taking a class, but you never have. Okay, rather than writing it on paper and seeing what that means for you, how about getting into a martial arts class? Like that seems obvious, but I don't know that I was doing that. You know, I would just write the things down and just kind of get frustrated with where do I start? Or how is it all going to fit together and try to figure out like the big picture? I got news for you. It's not always going to fit together. It's not always going to make sense. But I do think that taking action is a huge part of it. You have to just start doing. Even if you're making a list, and I shouldn't say you have to, but I, I wish I had in the beginning when I was frustrated, just start doing. Start doing things on your list and check them off. You know, see how you feel once you're doing them. Does it give you the same passion that you used to, that it used to, or that you thought it would? Or does it kind of fall short? Like, meh, not for me. But I would also urge you to try these things and give them some time. So if we're going back to the martial arts example, get in martial arts, try it, but give it some time. Not every skill or passion or hobby will be easy for you. Things might be might take some time to get used to, to adapt to, to learn about. And I, I use martial arts in this example because I did it for many years. And let me tell you, although I was in law enforcement, when I first started martial arts, I was horrible, <laughs> to say the least. And I was frustrated because I felt like, man, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I feel so awkward and uncoordinated. And I thought about quitting because I also felt stupid. I just didn't get it. And it had been something I had wanted to do probably since I was a kid. I was always watching like shows or movies involving like fighting, like, uh, or I don't know if you guys remember the show, The Contender. I used to watch The Contender and be like, oh, that would be so cool. I'd love to be on that. Or I'd love to do that. Um, and what is that other show? Oh, like as a kid, I would watch Bloodsport, the movie. So with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And I would watch all sorts of things like that and just always wanted to do it. But when I actually got into martial arts, like I said, I felt stupid. I felt awkward, uncoordinated. And it would have been so easy to give up. They said it took three months for anybody to feel okay about it. No, not for me. It took me a long time like at least a year till I felt like, okay, I feel okay going to class. Like I don't feel like a complete idiot or I don't feel super awkward. I could at least understand what they were saying to me. But you know, that that's something to take into consideration. When you're trying these things, 
not everything will come easy to you. And just because it doesn't come easy doesn't mean that you should give up. Because today, I love martial arts. I'm not currently in it because of a back injury, but I want to get back in. Like, it's it just lights me up. So give your passions, your dreams, things that you want to do, give them some time. Don't Don't be so quick to shut them off and say that you're bad at them or that it's not for you. So now let's transition a little bit. Let's talk about where I went from there. I mean, I was, I told you that I wasn't doing anything and I just kept reading books and taking notes and writing, you know, what my interests and hobbies and stuff were, or things that I wanted to do in life. Um, where do you kind of go from there? Now, Gary V says that you just throw a dart and you see what sticks. Maybe you just try something. You just go out and try different things and you see what interests you, see what lights you up, see what gives you passion. You will find quicker than you've probably thought what you're interested in or what you like or don't like. But if you're not actively, you know, throwing a dart and seeing what sticks, if you're not actually going out there and trying different things, chances are it's not going to move the needle for you. In my journey, the first thing that moved the needle for me was getting my finances under control. That was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. Now, I did Financial Peace University, which is taught by Dave Ramsey. And that completely changed my life and got me passionate about finances, getting my finances under control, being debt-free, and teaching that to other people. So I would attribute getting my finances in control to many things that happened afterwards. So I'm a big proponent of get one thing under control. Just focus on one thing and do it consistently over a long period of time. And I think that that helps so much. But if I hadn't started with finances and getting all that stuff squared away, then I don't think that I would be where I am today. Because then I started taking all those finances financial classes. I paid off $106,000 in just under two years, which is pretty substantial. Like, I mean, it's crazy to me now um, to think that I was ever in that much debt or I, that I allowed it to happen. But it, either way, it happened. I got out of it and it really propelled me forward. And so then I went and did like financial coach master training and started doing that. And that was kind of the first thing where I invested a substantial amount of money or just more than I was used to investing to get more knowledge, to learn. And so I thought I was going to be a financial coach. And here's the thing is I know how much finances pushed me and how they changed my life. So I wanted to see that for other people. I wanted to see how they could change their life and how it could just dramatically change not just their financial situation, but how they could conquer goals. So that's why I thought I wanted to be a financial coach. But deep down, something just didn't sit right with me. I almost felt like a fraud, not because I didn't know what I was talking about, but more so because I knew there was something else out there for me, that I was doing it because. It had worked for me, and yes, I liked seeing other people's end goal, but 
I always had this dream of creating a clothing line, an athletic concealed carry clothing line. And so if you went running, say, then you could have your firearm on you, or you could have pepper spray on you, or a pocket knife, something just to protect yourself when you're running. So yeah, I wanted to create a concealed carry clothing line for women. But I just felt like that was so out of my reach. And I didn't know anything about sewing. I didn't know anything about clothing. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fashionista here. So it just felt like out of reach. And I had had that idea and thought for about 12 years. And you know what? I stuffed it down. I stuffed it away. I constantly stuffed it away. I thought there was too much hurdles and I couldn't even dream of doing it. Like I just didn't even know where to start. And over the years I've drawn, drawn diagrams and done some stuff, but then I would always stop and kind of filter out. So yeah, I, I ended up joining a mastermind group. Jeff Goins, who is an author, I joined his mastermind group as a financial coach. And the point kept getting hammer, hammered into us that you really should consider following your passion. Over probably a year period, I kept hearing him say, if you're not following your passion, you're just spinning your wheels. You can make all the money in the world, but you're still going to want to do that other thing. So I had to hear it several times. And then I thought, you know what? This isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. So that's where Ordinary to Badass was born. It was me trying to follow my passion. I thought I could create a blog and a business to get me extra income. And then eventually I could have another closely related business with the badass clothing line or Ordinary to Badass clothing line. But a funny thing ended up happening. The more I do with Ordinary to Badass, the more I love it. Like, I just love it. And so I don't know if I will ever do that concealed carry clothing line. It's not completely checked off, but right now I am just adoring what I'm doing. And my focus is right here, but I don't think that I could have ever picked that I would be where I am today or that I'd be doing what I'm doing. Because if we're thinking of all the roadblocks, this surely wouldn't be me. I mean... I never did anything computer or tech related. I never did anything social media related. So it wouldn't be my first choice because I know nothing about websites, like how to blog, how to do anything computer related. I knew how to shop on Amazon. <laughs> I knew how to do like the basic computer stuff, like go to Amazon, go to Groupon. I, I'm listing all like shopping tech places, but whatever. But I'm just saying, I knew how to do the very basics and watch YouTube, of course. But I didn't know how to do any of the stuff that I am doing now. That's why it's kind of interesting. Consider following just the next step. A couple episodes ago, I interviewed Manisha Tare. And in that episode, Manisha and I were talking. And she is an intuitive guide, healer, and mentor. Now, while we were talking, Manisha said that She's been on this journey for 20 years. 20 years ago, she started yoga and it completely changed her. 
She just felt at peace when she was doing yoga. So over the years, she just kept doing the next thing, the next thing that interested her. And it led her to where she is today. But I asked her if 20 years ago, if she could ever picture herself where she is today. And she said, no, absolutely not. So I think that there, there is something to be said about just taking the next step, the next thing, whatever interests you, you know, just kind of keep pursuing that. And if it changes a little bit, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that that's something to take into consideration because we all think it has to be a perfect straight line. And when in life is anything a perfect straight line? When do we have it all figured out? It seems like we rarely do. Now, on that note, kind of contradicting what I said, Mark Manson, who's the author of The Subtle Art of Not Giving Enough, you can fill in the word. <laughs> Mark Manson says that screw finding your passion that you already know what it is. And I agree with that to an extent, because like I said, I knew that I wanted to start that clothing line, but that's not where I am today, and I still have found my passion. But so maybe you have a gut instinct, a thought that pops up either all the time, or it's a recurring thought over the years, like, oh, maybe I should do that. And you pursue that. And maybe it doesn't stay the same. Maybe it changes a little bit. But you might already know, deep down, what it is that you should be doing. It's worth giving it a shot and seeing how it turns out or how it works for you. But give it some time. Don't just start it and then completely throw it away if you're bad at it or if it's harder than you thought it was. But I would also say, if you're doing what you're passionate about, if you're doing what lights you up, then you're going to overcome some of the barriers that you ordinarily wouldn't. So an example is when I was a financial coach, I would make excuses not to do stuff all the time. Or I would say that's too hard for me, or I'm an introvert, I'm not social enough, that's for them, not for me. But now I have no problem doing those things. I will do them and then so, just because I simply love what I'm doing. So there's, there's something to be said about sticking with that passion, that thing that you feel deep inside that you've wanted to do or try, there's something to be said about that. Now, author Cal Newport, who wrote Deep Work, suggests that we cultivate our passion. He says, if you want to find your passion, to go all in, to become an expert at it, put effort into it, gain knowledge, become an expert, and that's how you're going to become passionate about it. An example of this for me would be public speaking. I hated public speaking. I hated it with a passion because I was so mortified to get on stage or get in front of a room full of people. I felt like it wasn't for me. Like I just would do anything not to do it. Now, quick story on that. When I was in college, I had a public speaking requirement. You had to take a public speaking class. I did not want to take a public speaking class. There was no way you were going to get me in front of a room full of people and talk. That was not my idea of fun. So leave it to me to find the loophole. And I did. I took a class that was titled speech. And it was about the psychology of speech. 
So that got me out of my public speaking requirement. And I have avoided that my whole life. It reminds me of the Jerry Seinfeld quote. He said, according to most studies, people's number one fear is public speaking. Number two is death. Death is number two. Does that sound right? This means the average person, if you go to a funeral, you're better off in the casket than doing the eulogy. Jerry Seinfeld. That was totally me. <laughs> I did not want to be giving a speech. I did not want to be talking in front of a group of people. And I just, nope, that's not for me. I'm an introvert. That's not for me. And I would just be mortified. And I'm not afraid to say that I've done Weight Watchers. And I didn't even like to speak in the group full of Weight Watchers people. Like if they ask you like how you lost five pounds or how you lost 10 pounds and share that with the group. I was mortified to be talking in front of the group of people because I just, I don't know if it was just embarrassment or feeling like I didn't have anything to say or nothing that would help them really. I don't know. I just, I didn't want to be talking in front of people. So imagine that about three years ago, I joined Toastmasters. For those of you that don't know, Toastmasters is a group that helps you with public speaking. So I was mortified to do it, but I thought if I want to be in business, if I want to be get comfortable and kind of comp and finally conquer my fears, then I need to just get over this. If anything, just to get comfortable, lose some of my nerves, and just Get in the arena and get it done. At least so I can say that I did it and stop avoiding it. Because some of those things that you just keep avoiding, they will pop up over and over again in your life. So just take care of them. I now have a passion for it. I now think that it's kind of fun. And I like the, maybe that's it. I'm a creative. I like to learn, study, think. So I like to craft my speech. Writing is a passion of mine, hence the blog. <laughs> but since writing is a passion of mine, I like the writing part of the speech and coming up with what I'm going to say. I think that that's fun. And crafting a message that I can share with other people. But I never would have found that if I didn't get over my fear of public speaking. If you would have asked me 10 years ago, 20 years ago, Heck, even five years ago, I would have said, oh, no, no, no. You're never going to catch me on stage. You're not going to catch me doing that. But guess what? It happened. I did it. <laughs> and I love it. So you never know where you're going to find these things that you're interested in or that really make you happy or light you up. I think that you should know that maybe you're not meant for one thing. Maybe there's not just one calling or only one thing that you would be happy with. I often had this thought that I was meant for more, but I didn't know what more was. Or I thought that there was only one passion that I could have. And there's just one thing in life and it's your calling, it's your thing, it's just going to be you. But I don't know that that's true. I think that you can have many things, many passions, many interests, hobbies, things that light you up. Maybe it all ends up being one thing. I don't know. But I don't necessarily think we have to have this pressure that you have to find your one thing or your calling or whatever. 
I just think that you find things in your life that interest you. What do you like doing? What do you love doing? And you just put your time into those things. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be an entrepreneur. It just means that you find ways to bring those creative outlets or those interests or hobbies. You find ways to bring those into your life. And I think that that's pretty powerful. I think that it helps you just to be more well-rounded and to be happier in your day job or happier with whatever you're doing if you're just pursuing things that interest you. So I think that's all that I have for today. I've really enjoyed having the solo episode with you. To be honest, I wasn't sure that I could get on here <laughs> and talk for 20, 30 minutes. Um, I, like I said, I'm an introvert. I'm not long-winded. And when I talk, I like to get to the point, as opposed to rambling on. In general, I'm pretty quiet and give short answers, unless I really know somebody. Then I'm loud and talk and whatever. But yeah, I've enjoyed getting in here and talking to you guys. So if you want to check out this week's blog post, I think that you're going to totally love it. It's one of my favorites by far, and I will link to it in the show notes. The blog post is expert advice to make a beeline to your passion now. And I write about some of the things that we talked about today, about how to pursue your passion or what different ex experts say about pursuing your passion. But not only that, found 10 amazing, badass entrepreneurs who were willing to talk about how they found their passion. I don't want you to hear just from me. That's never my goal is to tell you what to think or how you how you should find your passion or how you should figure something out. My goal is to give you as much information as possible so that you can make your own determination on what will work for you. Or you can try out different methods. You can say, okay, this person does that, this person did that, or this is a good fit for me and try that. So like I said, I will link to that blog post in the show notes, but I would love for you to check it out because I am so stinking excited about it. I think that what these experts have to say is really important. And I think that it's really going to help you. So check it out, either comment on the blog post, or I would love it if you went on to iTunes and said what you thought of this episode. And then, of course, screenshot it and send it to me on Instagram at Ordinary to Badass and let me know what you thought of this episode. Let me know what you thought of the blog post, whatever. Feedback is always so important. I'm a newer podcaster, and in order to get the word out so that other women like you can hear this podcast, I need people to go onto iTunes and to give a rating and review on what they thought of the episode. So I would be oh so grateful if you did that, but just let me know that you did it so that I can say thank you because I'm so appreciative. That ends our episode for today. All you badass women out there staying in the arena. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, own it and get after it. Now that you've listened to this episode of Ordinary to Badass, we want to hear from you. 
go to our website, ordinarytobadass.com slash podcast and submit your own experience on how you took your life from ordinary to badass and get the chance to be on a future spotlight episode of the show. That's ordinarytobadass.com forward slash podcast. While you're waiting for the next episode of the show, wipe off the sweat, dust off the dirt, and get back in the arena.